Where to begin? I mean, this is an incredible night for the Philadelphia Eagles. And guess what? At like 9.30, that not so much. But this became an unbelievable night for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, and the grand slam they hit with the trade for wide receiver A.J. Brown, it's unbelievable. The move that they pulled off. And by the way, the move that they clearly had in their back pocket for, I'm assuming, at least a week because they already gave him a contract extension. Four years, $100 million, $57 million guaranteed. This was... It, it's... <laughs> the range, it's, it's like the range of emotions here because let's just go over the draft because they also have another selection. We're going to talk about that too. But I mean... The way this draft played out in the first seven picks kind of was the guys you thought were going to go, right? You know, the, the first available spot you thought the Eagles could potentially trade up to was number six, right? You thought, okay, if Kayvon Thibodeau slides, because he kept hearing, oh, the Eagles are going to try to get in the top ten. They're trying to get in the top ten. Well, if Kayvon Thibodeau slides, that's what they're going for. Remember early in the week it was, oh, they want Jamison Williams. Then you started hearing here these last couple of days, if they're going up, it's for a corner or a pass rusher. Okay, and it was like, well, why wouldn't they just go up for Williams? Because that's because the Eagles had this trade already made with A.J. Brown for their 18th pick. The 18th pick and the third round pick that they had, um, the 101, the one they got from the Saints. I mean, I remember, I was adamant. I didn't want to trade for a wide receiver because I thought you're giving a lot of assets away and you're giving a lot of money away. For that, for that price to get that player, that's unbelievable. You saw what Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill and all these other guys went for. They got A.J. Brown for the 18th pick in this draft and a third-round selection. And by the way, they got him for, the, for, for that value, by the way, with all these wide receivers that you would have potentially wanted already off the board. It's, it's, it's so unbelievable. But let's just go back to this draft. Like I said, the first seven picks. Uh, at number five, the Giants do the absolute smartest thing they can do, and they pick Kayvon Thibodeau. They could have probably got him at seven because Carolina wasn't picking an end, right? But you know what they thought? Well, guess what? Carolina's looking to trade out. So if Carolina's looking to trade out, somebody could come in, take the guy we want. Instead, they say, you know what? We like the two tackles, uh, the kid from NC State, um, uh Ikunowu, his name, it's really hard to say. But regardless, him and uh, Neil, the uh, tackle from Alabama. So they go, you know what? We're going to pick Thibodeau. We're going to let the Panthers pick whoever they want there, whether it's a tackle, quarterback, whatever they're going to do. And we're just going to pick a tackle then at seven. They do the right thing. So the Eagles don't go up to six. Nobody goes up to six. The Panthers then stay at six. They ta pick uh, the kid from NC State. Uh, Giants then pick um, uh, Evan Neal, the tackle from Alabama. First five picks, obviously, were uh, Trayvon Walker went number one, Aiden Hutchinson two, Derek Stingley, the shocker at three, Ahmad Gardner obviously went four. Uh, so the Jets, what a night they're having. Uh, when you think about the draft that they've had, they got, you know, uh, the, the probably the top corner in the draft, one of the top wide receivers, one of the top defensive ends. I mean, they, at 26, they've actually had a banner night. But going back, now the draft starts at 8 for the Eagles because it's really like, okay, now we're in the business of the guys that could start taking, you know, players that the Eagles might have targeted. So I heard today that, early in the day, that Drake London was definitely somebody to consider for the Eagles. The Falcons picked Drake London. 
He was not somebody I wanted. And again, I'm a USC guy. Here's the thing with Drake London. Drake London has this, like, everybody just assumed he's J.J. Arthega-Whiteside because he had a lot of contested catches. Drake London is not J.J. Arthega-Whiteside. But is Drake London Alshon Jeffrey? Because Alshon Jeffrey made a lot of contested catches in college too. But you just never know how that's going to translate to the NFL. Are you going to be able to make those same catches in the NFL? That's why when it comes to contested catches, guy, like when you hear that, you kind of want to trade for a guy like that. You want that guy to prove it in the NFL before you invest in hope that the guy is able to do it in the NFL. Falcons take that chance at eight. They pick Drake London. Nine, the Seahawks don't trade out. They pick Charles Cross, even though they were trying to get back. Nobody really went up. And that's where I got the first hint where I'm like, what are the Eagles trying to do here? Because they would have to ideally get in front of the Jets and Washington who are going to want wide receivers, right? So they don't trade out. That was the first red flag for me with the Eagles and Jamison Williams because I'm thinking if they really wanted Jamison Williams, they're going to trade up to nine with the Seahawks. They don't do it. Charles Cross goes. At 10, the Jets select, uh, select Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver from Ohio State. Then at 11, the Saints trade up from 16 and they pick Chris Olave the wide receiver from Ohio State so the two wide receivers from Ohio State go back to back which is weird it's it's insane to think that the Saints made this trade like with the Eagles last month for all these picks and they didn't pick a quarterback in this draft to show you how ass backwards that absolute dumb franchise is they did all of this to pick Chris Olave and Trevor Penning the tackle when you traded a future first round pick in next year's draft where, you know, you potentially might need to get a quarterback, they do this. Hey, whatever. Good for them. Don't care. Couldn't hate a team more. Happy they did it. So now, 12. Minnesota's on the board. And all of a sudden, you see Detroit come flying up from 32. Which you think, okay, quarterback, because Detroit, who knows what they're going to do. And Detroit picks my guy, the guy I wanted all along, Jamison Williams. And when that happens, I go, okay. Because then you hear right after it that the Eagles have traded from 15 to 13. Red flag again. That has to tell. And again, at this time, I'm not thinking this. I'm just heartbroken because that was the guy I wanted this whole entire draft process. I wanted Jamison Williams. He was my number one guy. And to see us get so close and not be able to get him, after especially hearing that the Eagles were definitely high on him, it, it just it broke my heart. But then they trade up in front of Baltimore, which when they did that, I instantly knew. And anybody who thinking this, you instantly knew who they were picking. I know Kyle Hamilton was there. I know Jermaine Johnson was still on the board. They were not going to pick Kyle Hamilton. They're not going to pick a linebacker. They're not, they weren't going to pick um, Jermaine Johnson, I guess, because of his maturity issues from what I heard. So it, it was to go in front of Baltimore, they were picking Jordan Davis, which I knew instantly. Now let's talk about Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis is an absolute freak of an athlete a guy his size he's Jordan Mailata he's got the Jordan Mailata athleticism right a freak at that size guys that big aren't supposed to be you know that nimble that fast you know that quick have that much potential problem with Jordan Davis is he has never proven his potential two sacks in college don't cut it you know in in a passing league you got to be able to get to the quarterback he has never proven he can get to the quarterback Last year in his biggest games, he was so, like, he was overweight in those games because you could see it on the field because he had no stamina. A lot of times he's just standing there on the field. And this is a guy who's only playing 20 snaps per game to begin with. So there are major red flags with Jordan Davis. He is the high risk, high reward, the purest definition of what that is as a player. 
If Jordan Davis puts it together, puts in the work, gets his stamina up, absolutely, he's a run grader, number one. He gives the Eagles the option to play too high safety, no doubt, because Jordan Davis can take away a team's run game. That's without question. Now, the better thing is, is he going to be able to develop into a three-down defensive tackle? He doesn't have to do it this year. That's the one benefit for him right now, is that the Eagles still have Fletcher Cox, they still have Javon Hargrave, and they have Milton Williams. He will be a, a rotational piece. He does not have to be the piece this season. But to sit here and tell you that I was ecstatic about that pick, I absolutely wasn't. You know, you had a guy like Kyle Hamilton fall right to you. And Kyle Hamilton is going to be a stud as as a safety. That's not a stud. Like, people wanted to nitpick this guy on his 40 time. Oh, my gosh, maybe he's not fast enough. All this stupid stuff. You know, his, you know, his film tells you that he can be an all-pro player. And Baltimore, who, by the way, signed Marcus Williams, the guy the Eagles wanted, picked him. They didn't overthink it. They just said, screw it. We're taking the best player available. He's by far the best player available. We're not going to overthink this. We're going to pick Kyle Hamilton. So yeah, the Eagles picked Jordan Davis. Tons of potential. All world potential. Got to manifest it and hopefully it comes together. At this point, I am obviously incredibly bummed out. Miss on Jamison Williams. Pick a complete boomer bust type player in Jordan Davis. All the potential again. But again, it's got to manifest and he's never put it together yet. I know he played on the best defense in football. I know he was a big part of stopping every running game or run game attack that the Georgia uh, Bulldogs had went against this season. He was a, he's fantastic and he has all these traits. But again, it just never fully developed, and he's got to learn how to get to the quarterback. So here I am, and then the wide receivers go because right after uh, Kyle Hamilton goes at fifteen, um, what did the Texans? Oh my gosh. See, like, I, I'm not even thinking about what the Texans did here. But um, what did they pick at 15? Texans pick Kenyon Green, the lineman. But then at 16, the Commanders, who traded back with, you know, Washington, who had traded with New Orleans, they picked Jahan Dotson. So Jahan Dotson, remember, he was like my fourth receiver. He was that fourth guy I would say you got to get. Now it's Traylon Burks, Christian Watson, you know what I mean, Sky Moore. That's the guys now left on the board. And I'm like, we're going to pick Traylon Burks at 18. And I'm just going to lose my mind. I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to go to freaking prison for because they're going to pick Traylon Burks at 18. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, boom. You hear that the Brown, or the Ravens traded Marquise Brown to the Cardinals. They So they trade their top receiver to the Cardinals for the 23rd pick. And they gave a third-round pickup or something like that. They're like, okay. And then bang. The Eagles have traded for A.J. Brown. And let me tell you something. If you don't think Jalen Hurts played a major role in getting A.J. Brown to come to Philadelphia, you have another thing coming. So think about this. When we traded Carson Wentz, the Carson Wentz pick has found its way, rolled its way. And I know there's other picks, uh, later round picks that were included, yada, 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 whatever you want to say. But the major pick, the, 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 you know, the big prize, that first round pick from Carson Wentz turned into A.J. Brown. And that's because Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown are best friends. The Eagles did it. They have now set themselves up at that wide receiver position. 
I mean, you have A.J. Brown. He is a prototypical X receiver. You have Devontae Smith. Well, he can't be an X. He's too small. Whatever you wanted to say, all that stuff, all those darts people wanted to throw. Well, guess what? Now, you don't have to be the X receiver. He gets to be the Y receiver. Then everybody said, well, if he's a Y receiver, he's probably going to flourish. Well, guess what? He's going to flourish now because he's going to be the Y receiver. And you can move him in the slot if you want. You can rotate him and Quez Watkins in and out of spots. You can move them all over the field. You can be the chess pieces you want them to be. And then, like I said, Quez Watkins. Now he could be your vertical slot. He could play the Nelson Aguilar role that you wanted him to play last season, but he couldn't because he had to be the two receiver because Jalen Rager just isn't good at football. This has lined up perfectly for the Eagles. A.J. Brown is 24 years old. They have their wide receiver. He's the, he's the old veteran on this team at 24 years old. A.J. Brown. Guy has had 1,000-yard seasons the last two years. He is as good as there is in football at that position. He is a legit, legit number one receiver. He was the best player last year because Derrick Henry got hurt on a team that was the number one team in the AFC in the regular season. Don't overthink it. A.J. Brown is a grand slam, and especially, especially getting him at 18 when, like I said, Jahan Dotson, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, Drake London, and Garrett Wilson, all five of those guys were off the board. And you know what's funny? You know who the Titans picked? Traylon Burks. They didn't want to pay A.J. Brown, so they picked Traylon Burks to replace him. And I get it. When people zig, you zag. You got to try to not beat this. We don't want to pay the wide receivers, all that jazz that's been coming out. But you just took a sure thing, a sure fire, the, the best wide receiver in the history of the Tennessee Titans. You traded him because you just didn't want to pay him, so you threw a dart at Traylon Burks. And guess what? You could tell me, oh, well, the comp on Traylon Burks is A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is an all-pro receiver already. It's known. It's known he's all-pro potential. Traylon Burks is all hope. The Eagles hit a grand slam. It's, it's one of the greatest trades Howie Roseman's ever made. It really is. It's one of the all-time greatest trades the Eagles have ever made. They got A.J. Brown. Think about this. For a first-round pick and a third-round pick. Does that sound familiar? Because that's exactly what they got Devontae Smith for last year as well. A first-round pick and a third-round pick, right? Because remember, they had to go up to 10. So they, they traded Dallas their first-round pick, and they traded them a third-round pick to go from 12 to 10 to pick Devontae Smith. So you got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, and all you gave up, really, all you truthfully gave up in terms of extra assets were a, a pick that was in the 80s for Devontae Smith and a pick that was 101 for A.J. Brown. It's incredible. They've now given Jalen Hurts all the chance to succeed this season. It really has. This with this year, right? Everybody says this is the year you got to figure out what you got with Jalen Hurts. Well, now guess what? If the biggest goal this season, besides winning the Super Bowl, is to figure out if Jalen Hurts is going to be your quarterback going forward, well, guess what? The excuses are over, right? You know, barring injury, obviously, and hoping all these guys stay healthy. Because if they do, you got AJ Brown, Quez Watkins, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders. Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott as your main skill players on offense. With Zach Pascal sitting there as, as your spot fourth receiver, um, and Jalen Rager is probably going to get traded because here's the thing. Now the Eagles only have four picks left with all these trades. They still have their second round pick at 51. They still have their 83rd pick, but then they don't pick again until 154, and it's 237. So what they got to figure out now is how do they acquire a couple more picks because they definitely got to get a couple more Jalen Rager, my guess, is absolutely getting traded. I don't know what he's going to get traded for. 
I, I mean, we could dream and hope that it's a third-round pick. My guess is it could be a four, maybe a five. Some team gives you a dart on Jalen Rager, which is all you can hope for at this point. But they will trade that him for probably some either, like I said, late day two, more than likely early day three pick and acquire a couple assets in terms of trade. Now, Andre Dillard as well. Those are two guys to watch that could be traded for the Eagles to acquire some more assets here because they still need a lot. Obviously, we need a ton. You know, we, we did not address our edge rushers or edge rushers, our defensive ends. We did not address cornerback, which is the most glaring need on this team by leaps and bounds. Um, we did not address safety because you had the opportunity with Kyle Hamilton, you chose not to. They did help their defensive tackles, sure. They obviously, you know, solidified wide receiver. That was a grand slam. But, I mean, there are other needs. And, and again, you're not going to fill them at 51 and 83. Yeah, you could draft a guy like maybe Roger McCreary falls at 51. I'd be shocked. Um, you know, Nick Bedino, I guess, maybe could fall to 51. I said I was going to tell you guys who I predict in the second round now. And, and I, again, that's a great question because I don't know. I, I really don't know what's going to happen in this because it's so unpredictable. I mean, like I said, those are two names I would be very, very happy with. Perrion Winfrey was a guy I was thinking would be a potential there, maybe at 51 from Oklahoma. I don't envision the Eagles are going to pick another defensive tackle, though. If he's the best player on the board, though, I would do it in a heartbeat. Um, especially because Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox are both on one-year contracts. Uh, Devin Lloyd was somebody, I, I didn't talk about Devin Lloyd last week, I was really getting myself sold on Devin Lloyd this week because I looked at Devin Lloyd and I said, you know what, he could be a Micah Parsons type player, they want a pass rusher, he's really good at rushing the passer from the linebacker position, that's a position though, in the second round they could absolutely address, now it doesn't have to be somebody who who rushes the passer as a linebacker, if N'Kobe Dean continues to fall because he was not selected so far, I mean they're, the, the last pick of the first round is happening as we speak, N'Kobe Dean is still out there, Christian Harris, you know there's guys out there at linebacker that could come and play, but they really need to get another cornerback and, and I don't know if they have another rabbit up that, that you know in their hat here, but they really really need to get another quarter or a cornerback. Tyron Matthew to me now it's it makes more sense to sign him because clearly when you trade for AJ Brown, you're not trading him so you could be a bad team next year, right? And, and to me that that trade makes even more sense that or that signing would make more sense because it takes a little pressure off the back end of the defense, you know? Because this this just got really interesting. AJ Brown coming in has just changed the whole outlook for this team. The offense is incredibly improved now. It is. He is an all-pro type player. He helps Devontae Smith so much. Because now Devontae Smith is going to be going up against cornerback two. Not corner one, corner two. And that man just wins at the line of scrimmage. It's just, it, it falls so into place for the Eagles. They now have so many competent players on their offensive side of the ball at the skill position. They were just missing that second wide receiver. And then they didn't just get a second wide receiver. They got an all-pro one. They did what the, the Bills did. They traded a first for a wide receiver. Stephon Diggs, and he changed the trajectory of Josh Allen. Well, A.J. Brown's going to help change the trajectory of Jalen Hurts. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. This was an incredible day. It was. It turned it turned into an incredible day. From like I kid you not, when they picked Jordan Davis at 13 and sitting there seeing the receivers come off, I was just thinking, this is like the worst case scenario for what was gonna happen today. And no, it didn't. It ended up being a banner day. And the Vikings, by the way, they picked uh Lewis Seen, the safety from Georgia. So I mean there's a lot of good players out there. 
it, we're, we're going to start thinking about here round two because, again, we do pick at 51. So the best available players out there, guys like like I said, you're going to see N'Kobe Dean out there. Andrew Booth is still out there, the corner from uh, who I thought that was going to be the 18th pick. The quarterback or corner from Clemson, I would have no problem if the Eagles tried to go up to get Andrew Booth. Now, again, they don't have much to trade anymore to do this. It would have to be future picks and future drafts because um, unless they pair, maybe somebody wants to take Andre Dillard and and give them a chance to move up. But you have Andrew Booth. Uh, Andrew Booth. Andrew Booth. Um, the kid from Penn State, the defensive end, Ebiketti. You know what I mean? David Ajabo was not picked in the first round tonight. David Ajabo would have absolutely 100% been a stone-cold lock for the first round if he didn't have the Achilles. Boy Mafe. So there are a lot of good ends still out there. Christian Watson still out there. You know, Sky Moore, which is good for us. We're not going to pick a wide receiver, but we want teams to take these guys, you know. Um, you know, going through here, you know, Matt Corral is still out there for a team that might want to take a shot on a quarterback. Uh, there is a, the second round has a lot of good players still in it. Roger McCreary, like I said, he kind of falls more or less closer to where the Eagles are going to probably be picking, I hope. And if they get Roger McCreary, this ends up being a banner draft. This is something, you know, you, you sit back and go, okay, we got something here. Like I said, Nick Benito, somebody I really like. Um, it, it's there. There's some talent. There really is. Perrion Winfrey, who I think is a really good player. You know, George Pickens wasn't picked. And, and here's the thing with George Pickens, the wide receiver, by the way, from Georgia, who a lot of people like George Pickens. But from what I heard, George Pickens has a lot of, you know, maturity issues which has put him even off of some people's boards, which is incredible. But because his talent is first-round talent, no doubt. He would have been a first-round pick tonight to show you how important that is. But a guy like Leo Chanel, the true linebacker from Wisconsin, he's still there. Jaquan Brisker, the safety from Penn State, he's still there. There are a lot, a lot of really, really good football players on this board. The Eagles are going to have an opportunity to pick somebody really good at 51. Now, the thing is, it's just like, you know, they, they want to get a corner. Obviously, you know, ideally you'd pick a corner. But, I mean, hey, if you get Nick Benito or Christian Harris or Perrion Winfrey, I'm not complaining. They're going to be able to supplement their defense a little bit more here in round two. I mean, you can never rule them out picking an offensive lineman, but I'm just thinking there's going to be definitely some defensive talent at one of the key positions they need when they do come up to pick here in at, at 51. And we're going to probably see, like I said, a trade of a, maybe a Jalen Rager, maybe an Andre Dillard tomorrow. And with that, if you can get a pick, two picks from those trades, that opens the door for them to pick guys to replace. You know, They'll pick another offensive lineman for sure. Uh, it, there's just so many things that could happen. But the A.J. Brown thing was so crucial. And all they had to give up was the 18th pick and the pick the Saints just threw in to get the trade done for them to not pick a quarterback in this draft. It's an incredible value for what they got A.J. Brown for in comparison to what Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams went. Because by the way, if you don't think A.J. Brown is in the conversation with guys like Hill and Adams in terms of talent, you're nuts. He is an Top 10 wide receiver without any question or doubt. He's proven that for two years. And I'm telling you, the sky is, is if that's his ceiling, he's going right through it. And Jalen Hurts is his best friend. And Jalen Hurts got this done. And the sky's the limit now for Jalen Hurts as well. I was ready. I was thinking I was coming on this show tonight to unleash 
after what they did by letting the Lions just trade up to three spots ahead of them. I mean, they gave up a lot, by the way, to go up from 15 to 13, in my opinion. I, I really, like, when you see that trade, it's like they gave up a fourth-round pick and two fifth-round picks to go up two spots. I mean, that that's, like, a little heavy. I mean, it is. It's a little heavy. But they were going to pay that price because they knew Baltimore was going to take their guy. It's crazy to think that if they just stood pat, right? Let's just say the Eagles stood at 15 and said, screw it, we're not going to make that trade. We still have all those picks there, which would have been nice to have. That what would have happened is the Texans still probably take their guy, Kenyon Green. The Baltimore Ravens then select Jordan Davis, and the Eagles are almost forced at that point to pick Kyle Hamilton, which a lot of people, hey, myself included, probably prefer because Kyle Hamilton has all-pro potential. Now, Jordan Davis has all-pro potential, but he also has major bust potential because, like I said, it's a risk-reward deal. Doesn't matter, though. It was more than made up for with, with that grand slam of a trade to trade the 18th pick in a draft where all the wide receivers were already gone, which tells you, by the way, that this trade was already agreed to a while ago because there's no way Tennessee would have said, okay, yeah, we're cool with this trade. We always wanted Traylon Burks. They're going to make you pretend that that's what they wanted, but it, it makes no sense to me because that contract extension was announced so quickly. It tells me that this trade was agreed to far before this draft ever started, and the Eagles are robbers for what happened because there's no way. I mean, people didn't think five receivers were going to get drafted. There were six drafted in the first 16 picks. So, I mean, when you see that, there's no way the Titans could have ex- thought that was going to happen. And again, maybe they were going to take Traylon Burks the whole time, but there's no way they thought this was going to play out the way it did, and the Eagles hit a home run tonight. Tomorrow's a big day. Two picks, 51 and 83. Maybe they add on to it, like I said, with the Andre Dillard trade, because to me, Andre Dillard can net you a third-round pick for sure. Uh, Jalen Rager ain't netting you anything in the first uh, in that day, so I don't in, uh, think that you'll be hearing anything about, um, you know, a Jalen Rager trade getting us a pick. Hey, there's the option too to trade back from 51, and maybe you acquire an extra third round pick or a fourth round pick or something like that. But the Eagles, I think, are definitely going to be in the business of trying to acquire a couple more picks in this draft. And the only way I see them doing that is Dillard and Rager. Rager for sure, 100%. I, they could like Dillard, and I heard they're thinking about moving him inside to cross-train him as a left guard as well. And then you'd have Driscoll to be your right tackle, right guard guy as your, as your backup. You know, there's, there's a lot of moving parts here, but my guess is Dillard is their most valuable trade chip right now. And I would think that there's a big shot that Dillard is trade tomorrow for maybe a third-round pick. Again, Look at the Cowboys. They reached and took a, a tackle tonight. You know what I mean? The Eagles aren't going to trade Dillard to them. But, I mean, it's just the point, though, that some of these teams, I want to look up and go, listen, I know Andre Dillard might have not lived up to the first-round reputation that you thought he had. Well, guess what? He's still an adequate player. Like, I mean, I, I think people have fooled themselves into thinking he's just not this good player. It's just Jordan Mailata became a monster, and he was never coming out. And, and now Andre Dillard, who I think is an, a more than serviceable left tackle, like he could play in the NFL. I think that this, everybody always like kind of equivalates him with being a bad football player. He's not a bad football player by any stretch. He's just not as good as the guy that we picked in the seventh round the year before in Jordan Davis, or Jordan Davis, Jordan Mailata. I'm pumped. A.J. Brown's a Philadelphia Eagle. We're going to have a ton to talk about tomorrow because I, I think some interesting stuff is still going to happen tomorrow. And like I said, in that second round, there's a lot of very good players. My guess would be right now that if a guy like Nick Benito's on the board, the Eagles will pick him. Because um, I just don't think Roger McCreary is going to be on the board. Marcus Jones, by the way, another guy to keep an eye on for uh, safety, or for safety, for cornerback. And then Brian Cook 
the safety from Cincinnati. He's he's going to be there probably around that 83rd spot, and that could be a, a really good move for the Eagles unless they have Tyron Matthew already locked in as well. Because clearly they were making moves prior to this draft and letting the draft play out, and, and they just did it with the A.J. Brown thing. Be pumped. It was a great first day for the Eagles. Let's just keep our fingers crossed. Hope day two goes as smooth. And hope the Eagles are able to get somebody that can impact the defense with 51 because that's exactly where they're going. So I want everybody out there to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated, and as always, go Eagles, go!